Hello, we are Fantasy on Draft. Welcome to episode numero 11. I'm NMFL with my co-host, Miyagi Poka. How the heck you doing, man? Man, I'm great. My Niners won. There you go. We kicked the Rams' asses. <laughs> Debo kicked the Rams' asses. <laughs> That's much more accurate. I was going to say I'm not sure how we did it, but Debo is how we did it. That, that's <laughs> what happened there. That was great. The Chiefs looked like the Chiefs again, which was real good for my fantasy teams. I know that in our expert dynasty league, which is one of your favorites, you won pretty big. Oh, yeah. Looks like you're in first place in that league and have about 125 more points in second place. Nice. Looking good in there. Yeah, I love that team. Yeah, it looks really good. On today's episode, we're going to get into some week 10 news around the NFL. We'll talk a little bit of injuries, maybe some regrettable decisions or people that just sucked for us. Our six-pack of the week this week, we'll be talking about some recent trades that we've seen gone down and kind of give our takes on them, talk about them a little bit. We'll give you some matchups for week 11 that you can take advantage of. And we'll end the show with uh, our favorite segment, the drunk trade of the week. Just the worst trade or trade offer that we saw, and we like to have fun with that. But first, let's get into our beer of the day. We are drinking a Farmer's Valle Mexican Lager. Miyagi, give us some info on this. Yeah, so um, Farmer's is a local brewery here around Chico. They, they opened up a couple years ago, and um, they focus mostly on, like, light drinkable beers. I, I think the only IPA they have is a Session IPA. Um, they've done a couple runs of, like, stronger beers, but the um, Valle is, like, one of my favorite after-work beers. It's, it's um, like you said, a Mexican lager. It's light, it's clean, just enough sweetness, so it's enjoyable. There's, like, no bitterness at all. Um, it's just, like, a, a good go-to Mexican lager. I mean, it's straightforward. It's basically what you would expect. So I, I, I enjoy the heck out of this beer. Yeah, I usually like the real bitter IPAs. The sweet beers aren't up my alley, but I really like this one. This one's a really nice, easy drinking. The sweetness is just perfect for me. It has just enough to to keep it enjoyable for me, but not, it doesn't, it's like I wouldn't call it a sweet beer by yeah. any stretch, but it has just enough to, to be enjoyable. And uh, I really like it, especially, you know, hot day. That's kind of what they started doing is, you yeah. know, farmers brewing for people out doing the farming. It's great for a hot day. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, the, all, of, all of their beers, too. They have another one. It's just called Farmer's Lights. Great for all that. Yeah, I actually need to uh, use the Valle and uh, make some micheladas out of it one of these days. I need to try that beer out in, in, in it. Let's do it. But yeah, I, I really like it. Definitely recommend it. Um, Farmer, or they're at Farmers Brewing Company. That is their their social medias and um, check them out. They're up and coming. They've only been around for a couple years, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. They opened up. Well, we've been in pandemic for about thirty years now, so um, thirty-two years. Okay, perfect, yeah. perfect. And uh, they're actually opening a, a little restaurant yeah, slash well, tasting room ta yeah, here. Yeah, tap room right. Tap here. room, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah going to be cool over there some news and notes for the week uh you have to start off with this jacoby myers scored Dude, a touchdown let's just take a moment guys just, he did it he finally did it yeah and all it took was the backup quarterback <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't even get it from the starting quarterback well mac jones did so well that he didn't play the end of the game yeah no. 
and uh, you can't he stop was, Hoyer, dude. Yeah, so so <laughs> Hoyer got it done. Um, it looks like um, Odell Beckham Jr. has already broken the Rams. Oh God, um, which I'm just okay with. Yeah, I. It it was it was frustrating that the first the first play of the game I kind of figured they were gonna go to him and they did, uh, but then a few plays later. Did you see the play? Stafford just hucked the ball down to him, and it looked like OBJ was in, in position running a route where he could have had a, a play on the ball, but he kind of bailed out and, um, yeah, led to an interception. So Yeah, it looked like uh, he kind of slowed down. Yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, that's going to be great for the future of the Rams that I have heavily invested in. Yeah, I mean, I am a Niners fan, so, uh, you know, in that aspect, they're in my division, but... As we've talked about in the past, I always root fantasy first. So, yeah. you know, I have some Stafford and I have some Cup and I have some different guys. So, uh, hopefully, he doesn't ruin everybody like he already did Robert Woods. I'm sure he had a point in that somehow. Some sort of evil voodoo, man. Yeah, probably got his dad on the phone to come in with a wrench. Oh, how how fuming do you think his dad is already, man? Already queuing up the, the highlights or low lights from marketing him as saved, man. He's He's on YouTube. You just wait. Um, Cam Newton is back. <laughs> he, he told us all about it after that first score. <laughs> first time touched the ball, he yep. uh, he ran it in. Yep. Actually had CMC lead block for him out there yep. on the right. Next time he touched the ball, he threw a touchdown. Yeah, two uh, for two, man. Yeah, both times he came in at the goal line and um, took over, but then didn't play when they were inside the 20s. Um, but it does sound like he, he's probably going to start this week. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, like, with him starting now, do you um, – last year when he was with New England, um, he really capped the touchdown upside of Damian Harris. Everybody knew if they were within the five-yard line, Cam Newton was going to be running it in for a touchdown, or at least he'd be getting the run touches. Do you think that's going to cut into CMC touchdown volume this season? So the short answer, yes, I think it cuts into it because he does run those touchdowns in. But we also do have a sample of him being the quarterback with CMC, and CMC was still amazing. Yeah. Um, also, in you know this week's game, granted it was the first game Cam was back, but CMC was given first opportunity. Yeah. And uh, you know actually they got down to the two yard line. It looked like he ran in a long touchdown. They looked back, said he stepped out of the two. They gave it to him again. He didn't make it. And then they gave it to Cam, which is, granted, again, like I said, Cam's first game, but still kind of telling a little bit that they're not just going to run Cam up there four times in a row. They're, yeah. they're going to do some stuff. Yeah. And it, what you said, too, is that with the sample size, like when CMC was – he was still absolutely killing it, and Cam was also still getting his, his play, too. But what I think it really brings back is – um, say what you want about Cam Newton, but he, he has fun with his teammates, man. His teammates always love him. He's a good locker room guy. It looked like they were having more fun on the field, and it turned into an ass whooping, you know, so. I actually saw, I don't know if you saw it, but I saw some highlight videos of him actually on the sideline, like leading huddles already. Yeah. You know, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think good leader. I think it'll help them out. I think he'll be in a more positive place. And like we said last week, he, he helped build the building, so he's going to be comfortable there. Uh, DK Metcalf got ejected. Um, not really a story. I just think the guy's a bum, so I wanted to say that. 
got nothing to add. I can't can't de- debate that. Yeah, he's turning into a little too much of a diva. Yeah, um, which sucks because before this season, I, I was I was targeting him. But um, you know, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. It, I like having players on my team that I enjoy rooting for, and he's quickly turning into one of those guys where I don't want him to have a good game. So. And there, it's funny how fantasy works. You know, I say, oh, I'm pick fantasy and I'll always you know make sure I have the right guys and I don't care what team they play on <laughs> but then there's also guys that I'm just like never have him on my team yeah, like, why like, I, I don't like him yeah he's oh you a, know him no no never met him. he's a douchebag on TV <laughs> he plays one very well <laughs> he plays a douchebag in my mind yeah. so that's good enough for yeah. me talented actor um, just a couple injuries this week we're not going to go through them all just a couple significant injuries Aaron Jones had a knee injury he came out it looked pretty bad. It kind of had everybody pretty worried, I think, from the get. Um, he uh, got an MRI, and it turned out it was a sprained MCL. Looks like uh, last I heard was one to two weeks. Yeah, yeah. They even um, described it as a light sprain. So um, when when the Packers, who are generally very conservative about their timelines for their players, say one to two weeks off an injury like that, I'm, I'm super relieved. That means it's not that bad, and hopefully he should be back to normal quickly yeah that that actually is a good point i feel like the packers do do that they've hold devonta adams out you yeah. know the announcer not the announcer but the media will say that's a two-week injury and they'll hold him out three weeks yeah. and different stuff like that to be sure when they're bringing him back so yeah you're right when they're saying one to two weeks he's playing this week <laughs> on any other team he would have been but yeah. i still think they'll hold him out and let yeah him definitely out fully. definitely out this and week they but don't it, it was rush. good news yeah and they don't have to rush him back i mean i think aj dylan's gonna go fucking ham this yeah, week so yeah. um the washington football team chase young tore his acl um chase young is defensive uh lineman usually we don't talk defenses but Washington's defense has already been bad this year, and losing Young only makes them worse. I yeah. mean, he is an amazing talent, and losing him is going to hurt. So basically it's on here just to say dial up your offensive players going against Washington. Yep, exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, they're they're ready to go. I was looking forward, uh, pro tip here, looking forward to schedules you know, into the playoffs and stuff like that. And uh, I believe it's the Eagles play Washington twice in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, they have they have Eagles, somebody else easy, and then Eagles again. So, yeah, yeah, so um, also you put on here um, that the Rams defense is injured and uh, that is the whole entire team. That is because Debo ran straight over them. <laughs> Yeah, they're, 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 I, I wrote down they're suffering from malnutrition because he straight up took their lunch money and now they're hungry. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I can't, like, there's just certain stuff, like, when you see live and you're watching and you're just laughing at how fucking ridiculous it is. And Debo going against a top five defense and just not even slowing down, running over people and just taking the game and snatching it away every time they thought they were getting back into it was one of the most incredible, like, just enjoyable football watching experiences I've had because I, I love Debo I love the way he plays yeah. you know he's, he's a grown ass man out there yeah for sure he did work I mean he was getting straight carries out of the backfield oh, yeah. he was getting short passes and turning him into long passes I mean he is amazing I only have him in one redraft league and I'm really sad about that 
but at this time, he's too expensive to trade for, yeah, so yeah. nothing I can really do there. Well, and now the stats going around, he has more yards through eight games than Jerry Rice did, and now, like, he's... So he's yeah. better than Jerry Rice. That's I mean, what you're saying. The numbers don't lie, man. I mean, he's, he's the greatest of all time <laughs> through eight games in one season. <laughs> um, just real quick, if Saquon plays this week, are you going to play him if he's back versus Tampa? I'm 100% playing him. Yeah, it looked like... He was, he was ready to almost come back before um, they had their bye week, and then he was on the COVID protocol. So he's had a couple extra you know, weeks to even get healthier again with, it, with that knee, and I've, I've got no problem firing him up. Tampa's a tough matchup, but Saquon's one of those players where if he's starting and, and he's healthy, like if, if he were still suffering through an injury or trying to like fight back early, I'd, I'd consider it, but I think he's 100% ready to go. Yeah, and I think because he, you know, they work him into the passing game on purpose yeah. and work him in there a lot. I think he can easily, you know, fifty receiving, fifty rushing, and hopefully fall into the end zone somewhere. And, and even if he doesn't, he can still get you a good game. Yeah. Um, some questions from the bar uh, this week. We had a question on our Facebook page from a friend of the show, Brandon Duran. He wanted a little more info from our story last week about the guy that uh, dropped all his players and then told us he played in a $5,000 league and was just a real Karen, I think is what we, we oh, yeah. called him because uh, that's what he was back then. Yeah. Um, we tried to go and we tried to find the league. It's, it was a Yahoo league from 2015, and we tried to go back and we found it and made it to the homepage, but all the old messages had been deleted and I don't know if our commissioner at the time did that or if uh, I don't think he would have it was I, they were just they were gone so it wasn't there but it was funny we, we the guy's name was uh, his team name was turd Ferguson <laughs> and basically everybody in the league had changed their name to some type of that yeah. uh, I was Turd Ferguson 2.0 because I had a lot of his team. <laughs> there was some Fergies. There was some different Turd this and Turd that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. it was just, yeah. Still love, just a good time. I love the pettiness. It, it's just it's what it's all about. We we all had a really good time, and uh, I mean, look, years later, we're still laughing about it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, let's get into our segment. Set it and regret it. Um, did you play anybody that, that you didn't want to play looking back in hindsight or stuff you would have done differently now that we know the actual truth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always times where you look back and, and you're like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. And it, it can be painful. I try not to do a whole lot of that, but it's inevitable. It's just part of fantasy football. And then there's some times where you start a player just needing a minimal day from them and they're, they've been a beast all week and you don't even get that. And this week I had Daryl Henderson... And he went out early with an injury, but I, it, they, were, they were searching him for a concussion, so they wouldn't have let him back in if he actually was injured from a concussion. So um, it, it might have been a factor, but I, it wasn't. I, I needed uh, 11 points from him in a, in a half-point PPR league, and he does catch the ball. And, uh, I mean, they were going against the 12th-ranked run defense, and they have a top-five offense. Uh, he usually gets passing work, and... The, I think the loss of Robert Woods kind of put a damper on all those screen passes and stuff. Did you know Robert Woods was a, the number one run blocker on that team? Like, 
I didn't know yeah. that, but I've seen Robert Woods block, yeah. and I'm not super surprised. Yeah, he's like over Jerry Rice style, get out there, put his nose in it. Yeah, in the middle. So. Yeah, he um, over their offensive lineman. He's like a beast, and I think a lot of those. Um, Thanks, Odell. Yeah, jeez, always ruins everything, man. And um, so yeah, I needed I needed 11 points from him, and I got six, and I lost to Butt Fumble, who's one and eight, and like nobody wants to lose to that guy, like. I don't think anybody should lose to him because that's how bad he is. Like, he's not, he's not good. No, no, nobody likes that guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that one really hurt. And then at the last minute, I, uh, I switched out Hunter Henry, who just catches touchdown passes, for, um, for Knox. And oh, I read that the other way. I read, like, you put in Hunter Henry no. for Knox. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I had Henry in, and I was like, well, at least, you know, he'll probably catch a touchdown, which, like, he has, he's, he's like, what, seven weeks in a row? He's, well, he's had seven touchdowns in seven in weeks. Seven there was weeks, one where yeah, he didn't, he and then, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's, part of me is like, well, I guess that's just who he's going to be now. Um, but then the other part was like, no, Knox is like, he, I, Allen's got him back, and you know he's gonna focus on him. Da 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 da. And it, uh, that was that was a that was a bad decision. How about you, man? Yeah, for me, I played Michael Carter, and I sat Ramondre Stevenson at the last minute. Um, kind of going into it, I thought Michael Carter was for sure gonna get run and and get carries and get the ball. Where Ramondre Stevenson had just I've kind of been scared off by Belichick's. Um, play chart or I don't know he, he sits guys he plays guys he goes um, so Michael Carter still put up 16.2 which isn't bad but Stevenson put up 30 yeah, plus he was and crazy yeah he just had a great game so that was kind of the one that I know specifically I did kind of last minute you know put that in and and I I don't hate my decision obviously I hate the outcome but yeah. the decision I feel like it had some merit to it. Yeah, but, it, it was the right decision. Uh, I mean, tough. you were going you were going for guaranteed volume, and like we like you said, Michael Carter is part of that offense now, and and uh, by all rights, he's going to be he's going to be a good player. Yeah. And Ramondre Stevenson, I mean, he was the darling of the preseason. He showed some flashes, but I mean, nobody was nobody was like, oh, he's putting up thirty. Nobody even would have like felt super confident he was going to put up more than 16.2. So, right, like, you, right. ma you made the right call. And what sucks, too, with the Belichick offense is we don't even know if Stevenson's going to be good this week. No, I know. Like, right. So. Or even active. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might sleep through an alarm and never play it again. <laughs> Another uh, set it and regret it that I saw, um, it wasn't myself, but in my all-reds league, a guy played Matty Ice and got .68. Oh. So he got less than one point, and he played him over Patrick Mahomes. Oh shit! Yeah, Patty Mayonnaise scored forty-six point two four, and <laughs> their game ended up being one nineteen point one two to seventy-six point one three, meaning he actually lost by forty-three. Oh man! Um, and it was the Sunday night game, so like he could have oh. sat there, only game playing, watched it. Knew he had this 40-point deficit and just watched it dwindle and dwindle and dwindle and win the game. Just rip the other guy's heart out. Yeah. And you, you deprived know, yourself of that. Right. <laughs> For Matty Ice. <laughs> and I looked last, or I guess two weeks ago, Matty Ice was like quarterback two on the week or quarterback yeah, three on the week. And I know that Mahomes has been a little tough, but... Yeah. 
Oh man, you yeah. got to play your studs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get it too. I, I thought last last um, week when we were doing it, I think I focused on the Falcons and the Cowboys because I thought it was going to be a shootout. And it was the Falcons just didn't do their part. The Cowboys just took all the points. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, I, it, it, when, when you have a player like Mahomes, part of putting him on your bench is always thinking, am I going to be okay with losing him on my bench? And for me, that answer is no. Like, right, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's, I play him in my, you know, best league that I have. I play him weekly. And, yeah, it's just what you do. If he scores... 18 okay that's that's what i did and when he scores 56 in my league like he did this week yep loved every minute of it um we actually just as we're sitting here got another question from the bar had a friend just reach out to us and he wants to know Pittman or waddle in a ppr league oh oh damn um i love both of those players yeah yeah i i i'm i've been big on Pittman since he came in and i I was big on Waddle, but um, recently I've gotten, uh, I've, I've started to uh, appreciate him even more. Um, just watching a couple of games of him playing live. He, he, him and Pittman are different body styles, but they play similar. Like Waddle is um, a physical wide receiver, as well as being incredibly fast. Pittman will steal the ball from you out of your hands in the midair. He's, he's that type of player. So when it gets that close, um, I, look, I tend to look at the quarterback, and both with Tua and Wentz, there's like some injury history to both. They've both kind of made some questionable decisions, um, and they're both starting to look to those individual wide receivers. So I guess um, I just got to go to like scoring type, and with a full point PPR, uh, I initially thought Pittman was getting more, but I just looked up Waddle. He's like the fourth most targeted wide receiver this year as a rookie, and um, when Tua is playing, it's it's better. Like, he's still the fourth with Brissett um, doing three of those games. So I, I, I think I would have to go Waddle, which hurts to say because I love Pittman. Yeah, I am a giant Pittman fan. I have a lot of shares of him, and I don't have many shares of Waddle. So I will say I'm probably a little biased. Um, and But you're right. The My first instinct was Pittman. Pittman's yep. going yes. to be a beast. He's yep. on his way there. Yep. He's already, you know can easily 100 yards and a touchdown, 100 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, can easily do that any game. But you're right, he can do that on four catches. Yeah. You know, where is that's a great game, that's good. But in full PPR, when Waddle's getting 85 yards, but on nine catches, yeah. or, you know, yeah. 10 catches, 13 targets, 10 catches, and then he gets a touchdown, you know, in full PPR, their their numbers, their actual NFL numbers can be very close, but the extra four to five to six points that you can get just from those receptions, I feel like it could, yeah, Waddle could, could be the way to go there. But for me, as just the best wide receiver, I, I got to go Pittman. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't begrudge that at all. I mean... Even still, I just looked up the numbers for it. They're actually pretty similar with um, with their target share right now. I mean, they're both high percentage targets for their for their offense. Um, Waddle has 85 targets. Pittman has 76, so it's not that far off. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, let's move into our question of the week. And our question of the week is moving forward, Miyagi, 
How do you feel about Clyde Edwards Lair versus Daryl Williams? Okay, I got you. Um, so it's it's um, it's kind of funny because D Williams, you know, if you have a D Williams on the Chiefs, he he tends to be in a a position where he can take over the starting role. There was there was uh, Damian before that. It was a different circumstance where he was taken over for Hunt, but people were wondering if they were going to try to seek out another running back there too. Um, but um, I mean, Daryl's having a good run at it. I mean, he's got 17.3 fantasy points averaging since he's been starting. Uh, a lot of that's coming off the back of targets in the in the pass game, which is crazy because that's what CEH was supposed to be. He was supposed to be that pass catching running back, and we just haven't seen it. And um, I'm hoping that with you know the huge win over the Raiders, with the run game and the passing part of the run game being so um, largely focused on in that win, the Chiefs are going to remember, like even back to Kareem Hunt and Dam- uh, Damian Williams, like you pass the ball to the running back and it opens up everything else. Like they can't double cover Kelsey and Hill on on both levels of the field and just leave the the, the middle of the field wide open for just a little check down to the running back who's going to get 12 yards off that. So I'm hoping, because Andy Reid is so much, like, I mean, Andy Reid's the the man. I I love that dude. He's a smart coach. And so I'm hoping he's going to see that and remember, like, oh, yeah, that's that's a key to success. Because their offense hasn't been what we all expected it to be so far this year. I think everybody can agree on that. And um, to see it finally look like that and see a pass-catching running back be such a huge part of it, I'm hoping when CEH comes back, he's going to get all that carry as well. He's going to get all that look. I mean, they spent the first round on him. I'm pretty sure they're going to put him right back into that starting role. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I'm the, the odd man out in a lot of it, you know, just listening to some different fantasy shows and, you know, around the, the Facebook pages and stuff. I think Daryl, I mean, Williams has not been good. Um, I mean, this last week, of course, he had all those catches and he caught 100 yards. He had a, uh, another game. I think it was the first game that uh, CEH was out and he came in. He scored two touchdowns. But he's averaging like three and a half yards per carry. Um, he's always kind of had more catches than CEH anyways, which, like you said, has been a little bit weird. But I, I look at it as... To me, it felt to me like he more cemented CEH in the role than took it over. Um, But, I mean, some of your numbers make sense. I mean, if he's averaging, you know, 17.3, but I feel like the first week he had those two touchdowns and then he had 100 yards receiving this last week, which which helped that up. But I feel like a lot of his other games are – not that great and and maybe I'm just not seeing it right or maybe I don't want to see it right because I'm a CEH believer (laughs) yeah it could it could be a little bit of both um so just looking up the stats real quick so Daryl Williams um is even so he it's kind of staggered the first week yeah he had um 22 points and then six and a half then 16 then nine which isn't horrible and then the 30 point game this last week um but i mean in that that first game he had 21 carries for 60 yards yeah which isn't the best but i mean how far and it would was he against ran? washington 
But how far could he have ran if there wasn't an end zone to stop those with the two touchdowns? I mean, we, we can't really tell. And he did get three I mean, yards that receiving. that argument holds weight, <laughs> but fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, but, you know, he still had the 30 yards receiving as well. And um, I, I agree with you, though. I do think CH is clearly better. Um, I just think Daryl Williams, I, I'm hoping that just his performance more so opened up the coaching staff's eyes to what they should be doing more so with CEH. Because if you do the same thing you're doing with Daryl, but with a better player, like 100 yards receiving in this last game, a 30-point game could be even better with a better running back. And CEH wasn't always killing it with his yards per carry either. But like, No, yeah. but he's over four. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, you're, I, I think that Daryl Williams – is always going to have a role in this offense. Uh, CEH is too small of a person to go out there and just have it all to himself. So I understand that. But would someone just traded Daryl Williams to get, needed a running back, traded to get Daryl Williams and gave up Waller and well, man, whoever got Waller is really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Daryl Williams is going to have a role moving forward that is no? So to the, the, sh- for that? The, the short answer, I get what you're asking. So the when Ceh is back, Williams will not have a cemented spot in my lineups. Is that what you mean? Like yeah. I'm not going to be starting him in fantasy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Because right now, like you're looking for for um, utilization, you're looking for opportunity, and um, opportunity is, is king in fantasy like the more touches you get even if you're averaging 3.6 yards a touch the more touches you get that's going to translate into more points period and so if you if you say he's going to average 3.6 yards a touch and his 15 per game are going to go down to six then no he's not going to be in my lineup so yeah yeah that's that's basically how i feel too and speaking of waller you mind if i just take a deterrent here like what what are you thinking about him um this this year man i mean we drafted him to be a a game changer you know and and besides the first week he really hasn't been i think it goes along the same kind of line of well one he's still having a good year tight end wise oh yeah as a tight end he's still having a good year as a tight end um he's not the game changer that you drafted that's what you know he was being drafted above george kittle and, you know, as the number two tight end, and, you know, you drafted him to win that position. Yes. And that hasn't happened, which yeah. is that part's a bummer. Um, you have to step over that, step out of that, say, okay, you know, I know that I drafted him too early and I could have drafted somebody else. That's out. I think it kind of goes on the thing you said about Pat Mahomes, though. Are you willing to sit him? And, you know, <laughs> lose while he has a 30-point game on your bench. Yeah, no. Because that is always in his outcome of, you know, what could happen. He could, I mean, he could get those 19 targets in a game and catch 13 of them. I yeah. Mean, that, that is still there. But it's definitely not. It's not the Kelsey's. It's not, you know, where you just yeah. set it and forget it. Yeah, it's not happening as frequently. There used to be, like, he'd get two games of just straight eating beast mode, and then he'd have, like, a, an off game. 
and then you know with like still get eight targets and maybe catch four of them that that was his off game and now he's averaging seven targets and four and a half receptions 50 yards a game and that's that's uh it, it's disappointing I'm, I'm just wondering if move like moving forward the rest of the season i mean you, you had the quote at the beginning of the uh of the year where gruden said he was the best player he's ever coached and you just got like butterflies in your heart like right. oh this is gonna right. be so great and now gruden's gone and um it just seems like there's a bit of a correlation with him being gone and and maybe not getting used as much yeah although, yeah it's possible so i don't know any any concern moving forward with the rest of the season i concern yes i mean but i i have him in a league i have him in a redraft league and i took him you know in the third round and you know i drafted him to be to win that position but I'm not looking to get anybody else. You're I mean, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep running him out there. Um, but yeah, it's not. You don't just leave him out there, and you know you're gonna get the 20 points from him that you were getting. You know, you're gonna get those four and a half point games, and then you're gonna get those 18 point games. Yeah. But, so they're concerned, yes. But I don't. You're, you're not moving them. Yeah. I mean, nobody. You can't. You, you can't, can't get what, move yeah, them. You can't yeah. get what, what you perceive as value as right now. Anyway. And I mean, even if you, I mean, what do you get as a tight end? I mean, Mike Gesicki just scored zero. T.J. Hawkinson just scored zero. Hunter Henry. That's <laughs> yeah. Hunter Henry has been scoring six point two five every week because he catches the touchdowns <laughs> in two and a half yards. I mean, you know, I, it's yeah. What do you, you know? There's nobody out there that is. You know, I mean, what, maybe Noah Fant? Noah Fant's been semi-consistent, yeah, but maybe. he's also only going to give you nine. He's not yeah. going to give you 16. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere near what you expected him to be. Was, yeah, yeah. Okay, this week's show is brought to you by Prescribed Burn Sauces. Prescribed Burn is a newer hot sauce maker that has been making some amazing sauces. The owner, Michael, actually smokes the veggies that go into the sauces. Right off their website, it says, at Prescribed Burn Sauces, we bring you unique wood-fired, roasted, and smoked sauces that are balanced in flavor and varying levels of heat. We don't make novelty sauces because we want you to actually enjoy what you're eating. Check them out, www.prescribedburnsauces.com. All right, Miyagi, we finished our beer of the day. What's got us buzzed? What's got you excited for fantasy football this week? Well, um, excited is one word. I, I call them panic attacks. Like, I, I've talked about going all in on championships and now every little thing and not so little, like the Robert Woods uh, torn ACL, like, it's just driving me insane. And, you know, if you'll just allow me a moment of roster baiting, like, yeah. <laughs> like, in my main league, the, the expert league we were just talking about, um, it's, you know, my favorite top dynasty and top redraft um like but in both of those leagues my rosters are stacked like i'm, I'm very proud of those rosters I've, I've been putting together and i'm still favored to win in the next few weeks but in my expert team um it's it's been t- taking some hits man i lost aaron jones uh who luckily it only looks like a couple weeks but still like that's my art running back one that i have on the team maybe my running back too uh, I lost Robert Woods, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, who? What's going on with him, man? Yeah, I haven't it, actually heard I, this. I, he's just that's another week now. It's going on three weeks where they're talking about him maybe not playing again. So I hope I have him for a playoff run. That's why I drafted him. But like, I gave up Saquon to get him. Like, that's 
a yeah, big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know to who. I forgot who I traded him to. Me and the, too. Yeah, and then I got Cordell Patterson, who now has a, a, a ankle sprain. Waller, we just talked about, is not living up to it. Um, Eckler, who I love, man, and he's still been up and down um, a few games in a row. You know, it's it's just it's crazy. And now the the Rams don't look the same. Uh, I rely on my Stafford Cup stack, and right now I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, which is, is is really funny because, like I said, I'm still super favored to win. Like, yeah, and, that's <laughs> nice when that happens. But it's just like before it was like, okay, sweet, I have to make decisions on who I'm going to start because my bench is also stacked. And now it's like I'm one more injury away from starting. Shit, like Alan Lazard. You know? <laughs> like, right, so, right. And um, it's not it's it's not the best. But you know, when you go all in. And you do a good job, and you look at your roster, and you're like, sweet, I should win. And then you have that expectation of just dominance, and then you have that expectation of for sure at least playing in the championship game. And then with, with that, you start thinking about, dude, what if I don't even fucking make it to the championship game? I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do, Nick. I do. <laughs> I think you do. I do. Man, how horrible could that possibly feel? I can't imagine um, uh, if... <laughs> How much time do we have? I can, I can tell you all about it. Side note, I think that's the. I've, I've known you for what ten, eleven years now. That was a, like I could physically see you sad, like you were you were physically showing that you were just beaten down after that, like emotionally just incapable of carrying on with a day. And I've never seen you like that before or since. Why did you have to say carry on? <laughs> I don't know, man. One of those Freudian things. But anyway, that's what's got me buzzed, man. And um, I'm glad that you can share my uh, angst with, with those same feelings. Um, I just hope I'm better than you, and I actually carry through with what I should, um, which is winning it all in a yeah. couple leagues. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, how, about, how about you, man? Uh, you <laughs> know, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, and I'm really buzzed about the off season. Oh. And I know that... I'm skipping the playoffs and doing all that, and I'm really happy about all that, too. I just am really excited for this podcast during the offseason. I'm really excited to start trying to do, you know, rookies, get the rookies, the, you know, the NFL draft, the combine. Um, you know, really starting to concentrate on uh, mock drafts during the offseason uh, getting our rookie content to help our friends and our listeners with their rookie drafts. Um, and I know it's too early for that, but it's really been like, yeah, I'm excited for that. Like, Well, it's, it's not too early because when we talk about, you know, dynasty football especially, it's a year-round thing, and you can have favorite parts of your season. And that I, I'm actually really looking forward to as well. I've never... Um, that's not true. I've, I've looked at tape and sort of dissected tape, but I've never committed to the amount of effort that I'm committing to it this offseason. Right. Like, that's how, exactly I, how like, I feel. I'm going to be, I've, um, I'm going to be looking at like the all 22 film. I'm going to be looking at defensive uh, sets against specific st- schemes for offenses. I'm going to be looking at uh, players coming out of college specifically for that type of burst or utilization. And then after they get drafted, we get to do all that again, but now know the scheme that they're going to be going to. And I really hope that we're able to help some people um, with the amount of time that we plan on, on doing this because uh, I plan on, 
on ignoring my family all year now. This is yep. going to be great. Yeah, I just decided not to have a family for this moment. Yeah, that's um, a good call. So man. this is going to be great. I'm just going to be able to lock myself in a room and cry. I mean, and watch some uh, football. You can so do both. yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm going to hold on. I'm going to wait for the playoffs, and I'm going to, you know, that's going to be great. But I'm starting to tingle a little bit about have, the offseason. Have you been watching much uh, college ball? No, actually, I don't. I. It's hard for me to watch because, like, it's fun when they're good teams, but just so much it's like 56 to 12 or something yeah. like that. And I, don't come at me. I don't watch <laughs> enough college ball. I know there's a lot of games out there that are, are really good games and do it. Um, but I have a lot on my plate with the NFL. So to do college, too, uh, I'm going to wait and just do the rookies and watch those games. Just, you know, watch the film where it's broken down, just that player's film and different stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be exciting. I, the, the only player I know about, I, I do this every year, I fall in love with the college players, so I'm going to try to go on. on uh, so Michigan State running back, I think his name's Kenneth Walker. I've seen one game of him, and he took over, and now I love him. Beautiful. Yep. <laughs> um, one thing that's got me bothered about fantasy this week is I've seen it a lot on um, different Facebook pages and stuff where people are, are sharing their their scores or, you know, like a lot of it, like, what do you need for Monday? And they show a picture of their matchup, and it's and it's people that don't use decimal scoring. Yeah, that's dumb. They're just using full-point scoring. So if your guy gets 39 yards, that's worth three points. And if a guy gets 30 yards, it's worth three points. If you're going to... I mean, if you're going to take the time to play fantasy, play it right. <laughs> We're in a global pandemic. Don't ruin your fantasy league, too. With ties. Yeah, ties. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you can have, you can, in theory, have, you know, what do you, each league has somewhere between, you know, seven to eight to seven to nine offensive players. Mm -hmm. And if each one of those players has nine yards that don't count, you know, you're, you're looking at 60, 70 yards of stuff that, you know, you're not getting points for, and then you lose by two, yep. and it just it bothers me. Don't do this. Stop it right now. If you're going to play a fantasy game that uses stats from a real-life game, then use the fucking stats, Kyle. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just and it's, it's, do it. It's... It's a button you click. Yeah. You don't have to go through and do any effort. It's yeah, just your commissioner's not looking the stats up in the Time Standard newspaper. Anymore. Yeah, like, it's, it does it for you, dude. Just fucking... Why would you want ties? Like, how many times also, like you're saying, a couple point swings. How, in every league I'm in, every week, there's a game that's a couple points apart. Like, yeah. So always. you're... you're, you're you're diluting the game. You're bastardizing the game. Show some respect. I know. Like, and you know what? You're, that you don't, your ties aren't even good enough ties. When I've seen probably two ties in the last 10 years. But when you're down to the point zero two, yeah. and you tie, you're like, Dude, holy yeah. geez, how did, yeah. we, how did we do that? Then how did that's we cool. tie? Then it's with cool. one <laughs> passing, yeah. you know? But you tie when realistically it's 66 yards different yeah but your scoring sucks so bad that you tie 
That's archaic. GTFOH. Yeah, I don't want you. Serious. Like I don't. I don't. I don't like that at all. Like, no. No. Let's just go back to writing everything with pencils. And yeah. Yeah. We'll mail out who won each. Week. <laughs> I'll send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's get into our six pack of the week. I think this is going to be fun. We're going to talk uh, six pack of trades that have uh, happened recently. There. What I did is uh, I found one or two from our own leagues. But I went on and um, found a lot that have happened, you know, live in other leagues. And I just want to kind of talk about, you know, your thoughts on it. Do you think it's a good trade, bad trade? Who won, maybe? And if, um, you know, how, just about how you would go about it. So sure. our first trade, it's a redraft league. It's a half point PPR. And this one was Mike Davis, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase... And Hunter Henry okay. for James Conner. Wow. Just remember redraft league. Yeah. Yeah. So five my points PPR. My, my first thought was that I hate it. Sorry, I'm not. I'm just. I because I know this information, I'm gonna throw it in a little bit better. The guy getting James Conner is a contender. I think he's in second place at the time, okay. and he lost Hunter Henry. No, no. Mm, he lost Derrick Henry. He lost Derrick Henry. Okay. I mean, yeah, I I, uh, I like it a little bit more than yeah. I I uh, I still hate myself for loving it because I I do kind of love it actually. I mean, you have uh, Connor who, when he's healthy, man, he's he's a more than capable running back. I think he finished as like the RB five his one super solid year in in Pittsburgh, and I think um, he's running strong. He looks healthy right now. He's on an explosive offense. I think. Um, those types of running backs are few and far between. You you can't just go get those off the waiver wire. Um, and and the reason why I hated it at first was just like my brain is normally in dynasty mode, and Jamar Chase is like a fucking unicorn. You cannot you cannot acquire him uh, for James Conner. But in redraft, no, go go right ahead. He is still a rookie, even though he's playing all out as a rookie, and it's a .5 PPR. Um, so I'll have, to, I'll have to check, but the majority of Chase's points come from, like, long touchdowns, long plays. I, I do know there's been some games where he's heavily targeted, but, um, I mean, I, I, the way I look at it is Mike Davis doesn't matter. Um, so it's, like, Jamar Chase and Hunter Henry, who is the tight end three right now. Right. He's, so he's a, he's a good player, and you get a really good wide receiver for a potentially um, league-winning uh, running back. And uh, the reason I say that is he's got a pretty good um, playoff schedule. He's got Detroit, Indy, and then Dallas in championship week. So, um, yeah, I, I say it's a good trade for who's getting the Connor side, although I did hate it at first. I think, I, I think it's a fair trade for both sides. And if I were getting Connor in this deal and I had another um, tight end to fill in um, and my wide receivers were okay, then I, I love that trade. Yeah, I, th- I feel the same exact way as you did. When I saw it come through, I instantly thought it was the worst trade I'd seen and how we had to talk about it as a drunken trade, but yeah. I was stuck in Dynasty mode, too. Yeah, exactly. Anytime Jamar Chase is, you know, mentioned, especially in Dynasty, you just, you know, he's possibly the 1-1 one, one in, in Dynasty overall. So uh, I agree. Mike Davis is absolute trash. The guy that got Mike Davis actually dropped him like 10 <laughs> seconds after the trade right. was, went, was approved and went through. So he everybody knew Mike Davis was trash in that trade. Hunter Henry, um, you're right, he's, he's high in the tight end, but 
he's not getting a lot of targets and he's not getting a lot of yards. He's just getting a lot of touchdowns, which, as we've seen, touchdowns can dry up. I mean, they can continue as well, but they can dry up. And I think this is basically Jamar Chase for James Conner. And in redraft, when you talk about uh, position scarcity, running backs are much harder to find than, than wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm for the Conner side in this. Though at first it shocked the hell out of us all. Yeah. <laughs> this next one is uh, Superflex Half Point PPR Dynasty. So it's a dynasty league. Superflex. Darren Waller for T. Higgins and Evan Ingram. Uh, um, I mean, I'm taking the Waller side all day there. Um, I I love T. Higgins, but we just drooled all over what Jamar Chase does, and there's a reason for that. Like, Jamar Chase is the guy on that offense. And Higgins is still getting some run, but nothing like what we kind of all hoped uh, we would see. Um, he showed the, the potential and the ability to at the end of last season, but he is definitely not the number one wide receiver on that team anymore. And don't come at me with any of that Evan Ingram love shit. Like, dude is insanely physically talented, but I've seen more catchable balls bounce off that dude's hands. I think he only catches, like, the incredibly difficult balls. The one-handed Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, he gets one thrown at him right at the chest, and he drops it. And um, so those two are, you know, it's like splitting. It's like a triangle. You have, like, the one super, like, uh, high-value player, Waller, at that scarce position, and you're trying to split that value into two players that could have equal value when you combine them but why would you do that when you can have that same volume in one uh, spot on your roster instead of like taking up two of them to j- get the same point value? I, d- I don't, I don't like that trade for the T. Higgins or Ingram side at all. Yeah, we have talked about it before. It's something that you and I mentioned. You know, it's like exactly what you're saying. You're trying to split Darren Waller's, you know, points into two, into T. Higgins and Evan Ingram, and hope that that equals the same. But something that I think a lot of people forget is it's not two for one. It's not Darren Waller and you're trying to get those guys, two guys to equal what Darren Waller. It's Darren Waller plus your wide receiver for T. Higgins. And, you know, I mean, because, yeah, you're right. They, they try to split it up where it's like, oh, well, T. Higgins and Evan Ingram will get what Darren Waller does. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they might not get what Darren Waller and my other wide receiver get. Um, I do think in Dynasty we're looking at these in a vacuum it's hard to say i would say if you darren waller is starting to get older and t higgins is very young so maybe if you had another real high end tight end and you needed wide receiver help maybe but i'm with you the darren waller side for sure yeah i still think you could just ax the evan ingram part of that trade and just go darren waller for a better young wide receiver straight up like if you have kyle pitts or something and you know you're going to be set at tight end i wouldn't be trying to split that because another thing is you're going to have to drop somebody um, right right. and so maybe you don't have somebody that you just want to drop um so if you're going like positional like tight end and you need a wide receiver try to get equal or better value i mean because people also need to understand like a, a tight end holds more value because there's so limited amount of right, dominant assets. Is, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, they're even more limited than, than running backs. So, yeah. I, yeah, I really don't like that side for the uh, T. Higgins. Okay, uh, one quarterback 
Full PPR dynasty. Okay, Nick Chubb and Terry McLaurin. For Justin Jefferson, Derek Henry, and a 22 second. Um, this one's pretty easy for me, man. Like, I, I, again, I love all these players, so I don't want people to think I'm like talking shit about McLaren or Chubb because I I love them. Like, I, I went out of my way to get McLaren everywhere, but um, I mean, when you get Justin Jefferson, who was Jamar Chase last year. Like, he was going to be the untouchable, and he's still balling out this year. And he's young. He's on a good offense. Uh, I mean, that cancels out McLaren plus a little bit. And then you have Derrick Henry, who could and, and should be back for the playoffs this year. It's not like you're losing a whole year with him. Um, he's ranked over Nick Chubb for me. And then you get a second. Like, I, I, would, I would hands down take the Jefferson Henry in the second side. Yeah, I, I would too. Justin Jefferson alone makes that trade right. I'm yeah. going to go that side. The only possible argument is if you have a very, if you had a very good team where you think that you could for sure win this year and you have guys that are like almost coming back. Like, you know, if you had. Uh, CEH and you have uh, Hopkins and like you just they're, they're all about to come back and so you can get rid of Derrick Henry who's you know not coming back until the playoffs where you could get Nick Chubb and even that's uh, reaching yeah, that's uh, yeah. reaching for yeah, me yeah cause but. Nick Chubb's kind of been banged up too yeah. and like well you know, COVID too so. yeah and yeah Justin Jefferson wins that trade for me right so yeah would, just, would, him you're, right, you're right yeah alright Superflex uh, Dynasty League Tua Tagovailoa for David Montgomery. So, um, I've I like Tua. I like him a lot, um, and I love David Montgomery's playoff schedule again this year. And it is dynasty, so we're talking about moving forward. And and by all accounts, it's it's finally looking like David Montgomery is who we were expecting him to be as a rookie coming out. Like like we were both all in on, on trying to get him in our rookie drafts before he played a snap in the NFL in our dynasty leagues. And, and he's looking like it lately, like the last, the, the finish of last year, the beginning of this year, even coming back off the injury. Um, and uh, Tua, uh, he's been up and down. He seems a lot better when he's been playing this year. Uh, but with even that being said, it, it's super flex. You go for the fucking quarterback. You always take the, you, I mean, uh, you can use Tua and pick and choose your, your running back that you're going to want. So if, if David Montgomery is that guy and you want to give up like your, your ace in the pocket, uh, a quarterback that you can trade away for David Montgomery, then I would say go for it. But I would, I would aim higher. You have a, a super flex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I feel too. I kind of put this one in here because I feel like in some of our leagues, people still don't quite understand how valuable quarterbacks are. Yeah. And uh, I think this last couple of weeks through some of the bye, bye weeks and the bymageddons, people are starting to yeah. be like, oh, man, I had to play Jarvis Landry in my super flex <laughs> yeah. spot. So I think it's helping a little bit. But I, again, yep, Tua super flex. I'm a big Tua fan. I like what he's been doing. So um, that's easy for me. But that's the kind of stuff I think that, you know, I mean, Tua's, you know, what it probably, I don't have it in front of me, but he's probably in the 18 to 22 range for quarterbacks this year. So he's not one of the, the top guys. 
He's actually the quarterback 29, um, but we also have to take he's, into consideration he's missed, he's missed yeah, games. He's missed yeah. some games. Um, I would say probably on average he's probably a little bit higher than that. But yeah. that's you take a quarterback like that who has a pretty set starting position, and you can get a running back like David Montgomery. This one's going to be really easy for you. Um, I just <laughs> wanted to put it in real quick just to talk shit. <laughs> Redraft one-point PPR. Christian Kirk and C.J. Uzoma for Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking the Waddle side still. I'm taking um, the Waddle side every single time. It, and I know, I know why you put it in, because you hate Christian Kirk. Apparently. It's, um, new, it's news to me, but I now hate Christian Kirk. Yeah, I mean... Uzuma it, doesn't even move the needle. Yeah, I, I just... he That's just somebody I'm going to have to drop now. Um, I mean... Christian Kirk's still like the wide receiver 21 on the year. He's He's been doing well. He's got four touchdowns. I mean, wow, I had he, no idea. Oh, yeah. He's he's got he's already at 600 yards. He's on pace for over a thousand yards. It's part of a great offense. I mean, he's a serviceable wide receiver. Hate him. Yep. But I mean, he's either going to get you 20 or he's going to get you a five. So. And the we just talked about Waddle. That was kind of an impromptu question from the bar that just came through by text in the yeah. middle. So you obviously know how much we like Waddle, so, uh, but yeah, that was basically in there just because I hate Christian Kirk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, last one here. One quarterback, half point PPR, but it's a dynasty league. Uh, Javonta Williams and Amari Cooper for Debo Samuel and Josh Jacobs. Ugh. Um. So I can see how both kind of balance out um, where you're – I mean, Josh Jacobs is, is, the, is the factor here. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out what I value him as because he's such a disappointment this year. But the yeah. physical capabilities are there. You've seen it. And I don't know if he's just not getting used right again. I mean, he's, he's not catching passes again and he's not getting the touchdowns that he used to get. Um, where Javante, you're starting to see what he was drafted out of college to be. He is a, a very talented running back. So I, I guess I can put those up as a wash and then look at the wide receivers. And right now, like, there's nobody I'd rather have than Debo, man. Like, yeah. like that. So it's the Debo, and I guess I'll, I'll sit on Josh Jacobs, and hopefully uh, we'll see something come out of that. He's still a young running back. I think he's, what, 24? Yeah, so he's um, pretty young. So, I mean, hopefully they can figure something out to get them. That whole offense is just a question mark, right? I mean, Brian Edwards a question mark. Carr's a question mark. Waller now, Josh Jacobs. Like, what the hell's going on there? Figure it out. They yeah. started out the year so promising, too. I know, yeah, they were – um, but, yeah, if, if I have an opportunity to get Debo, I'm getting Debo right now. Yeah, that one for myself at the beginning of the year um, would have been, I think, a little tougher for me because for some reason I decided this year that I liked Amari Cooper, and now I have him on my teams and I'm back to just being like, eh, on Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the year I was kind of, eh, on Debo. <laughs> now... I will marry that man. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Williams and Jacobs, like you said, they're, oh, man, it's such a toss-up. I, I think I would take the Debo side as well. Yeah. But I wouldn't like it. I would definitely not like giving up Javonta Williams in that scenario. It seems like a trade that you're making just to make a trade. Yeah. yeah like there's no does. there's no big swing for either side there. And I kind of picked that one because of that a little bit. It's, yeah. It's and it, when it comes down to that, too, um, 
we what we do is who's getting the best player and right now it's easily Debo is the best player in this group and so I want the Debo side yeah yeah makes sense um, I guess we'll go from Debo to Debo. Let's get into <laughs> matchups that we think you can take advantage of this year. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read the show doc and how much of a, a Debo fest that was going to be, but yeah, I just said whoever Debo is playing against, that's who I want my matchup to be. Um, and sh- it's it's the Jags. So I guess I'll take that. Um, yep. But <laughs> that's, that's that's too easy. Um, I mean, of course, you'll play your starters against any team like Jacksonville, so that's not really any deep analysis or anything like that for a whole game. Um, but I think if I were going to pick a game where I want to look at all levels of, of fantasy players, their wide receivers, their quarterbacks, their tight ends, their wide receiver twos, and even their wide receiver threes, um, I'm, I'm going to go after that Chiefs and Cowboys game. So I, I, I kind of look at this through the, the lens of uh, daily fantasy um, because obviously if you have these people on your, your redraft or dynasty league, you're starting most of them anyway. Um, but in a, in a, a, a DFS, daily fantasy leagues, um, if you can find like a Pringle or Robinson or Gallup and save you money on your budget um, and get those guys in, I think they have a chance of going off too. I mean, do you remember the, the Chiefs and Rams game from oh, yeah. a couple years ago, Monday Night Football, where it was like, 50 to 48 or something. It was stupid. like 105 yeah. was the total like, points and, and or something like everybody that. everybody that you needed to get points got you points in that game. Even the defenses yeah. got touchdowns. It, got it was touchdowns. crazy. Yeah. And the kickers were great. It was like the whole like fantasy football game that anybody could always dream of. And, I, and I, I'm not calling that for this game, but this game has the potential for something like that. They've both got suspect defenses in certain areas, and they both have insanely capable quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Um, and, and so I'm hoping that um, if you are desperate, you have some people on by, you got some people injured, if you can squeeze a Michael Gallup in, I, I think he's going to get you a couple points. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's, that's who I got, man. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That game hopefully is going to be amazing. Um, I those I have those players sprinkled all through so many of my lineups that I will take all of that. Um, I was talking to a big Cowboys fan the other day, and he was talking about the game, and I was like, I don't even care. You can you can have the Cowboys can win that game, sure, as long as it's fifty three to fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, do it. Um, I looked at a couple matchups I think we can take advantage of this week. Um, we kind of mentioned it real quick earlier, but I think Cam Newton is a good stream this week against the Washington football team. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't start him over your top quarterbacks. I'm not saying to just move him in over somebody that's consistently your starting quarterback. But if you need a stream, if you got a quarterback on bye, um, you know, you just need to look to do something. I think he's going to have a good game. I think he's going to try to, you know, being back in Carolina, he's going to have lots of dump-offs to CMC, which, you know, a three-yard pass to CMC can turn into it can turn to the house, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of easy throws um, close to the line of scrimmage, which are up his alley. Um, and I think he'll have a decent amount of rush yards. Uh, and, you know, there's a chance he steals a TD from CMC and uh, gets in the end zone. So I think Cam Newton, good stream this week. Uh, Mike Gesicki versus the Jets. Um, Tua will be back. And uh, Gesicki had a zero last week, but I think he's going to come back this week and be a top five tight end. 
keep him out there this week, even though he hurt you last week. He still had, was it seven targets, eight targets, something like that last week. So they were still throwing him the ball. They were, he was still active in the offense. It just didn't quite work out. Don't let that zero scare you away this week. Um, one last one, Tennessee's defense versus Houston. I know defense is a weird, <laughs> weird spot here. Deep but, dive. But Tennessee's defense, if you look at it by the numbers, if you just take a look at it, looks bad. They, they have been struggling the beginning part of the season, and uh, their numbers aren't great. They're, they're low in the rankings. Yeah, 26. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they've been turning it around. The last couple games have been really good. And um, Houston, Houston. <laughs> has a really bad offense, so they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I think Tennessee, if you can find them out there, uh, are, you know, yes, ranked 26, but I think they're going to have a, a really good yeah. week and, and score you some points. Yeah, when you look at momentum, you can definitely see, like, starting in that Rams game, their defensive line has just been bullying quarterbacks, and those right. sacks turned into fantasy points. And um, same with the Dolphins, too, man. Like yeah, the last yeah, two the weeks, Dolphins, the Dolphins' yeah, defense has been... Last year. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've been hoping to see. So that's another one I was going to throw out there, too. Is like if, if you're just streaming defenses and you look at your um, lineup or you look at your uh, waiver wire and you see the Dolphins there, I, I have them starting in three leagues. So. Yep, perfect. Uh, I do think a tough matchup. I think the Bengals' wide receivers against the Raiders is going to be a little bit tough. Uh, I'm still hoping that Chase balls out, but that's because I have him in a couple leagues. But I think overall as a whole, the Raiders do a pretty good job against the pass. So I think it's definitely not going to be a scenario where all three guys ball out. I think that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if one, you know, if Higgins or Chase had, uh, had a decent game where they had 100 yards and a touchdown. But I think that that the one guy that does it, I think the other, you know, between uh, Boyd and Higgins, I think are, you know, going to be a little shy. So not going to be a game where they each have, you know, 75 plus. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big mixing game, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. All right, man, we drank our beer of the day and we just finished a six pack. So let's get into our drunken trade of the week. Uh, this is brought to you by at Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. And uh, we just like to go through and check out some bad trades or trade offers that were sent out. <laughs> we had one, and we were all set to go. And I don't even remember what it was, but it was, it was a super flex, and it had a quarterback for a bunch of stuff. It was pretty trashy. Yeah. But woke up this morning, and about 6.30 in the morning, a guy had um, put an offer out. He put he put the offer that was that was given to him and um, it's so bad. Yeah, man, he was he was offered. I mean, he was offered a, a pretty big haul of picks. He was offered two 22 first round picks. Yeah. It doesn't say earlier late. Doesn't matter. We can call them the one and the two. Yeah. <laughs> he was also offered uh, two 22 seconds. So two first, two seconds. And um, he was giving up, you know, what the other guy, he was like, here's my haul, here's my, my early draft picks. All I want back is uh, Justin Jefferson, <laughs> which I don't know. I don't, I don't think you do that, Trey. No, no, no. But he also wanted <laughs> Jamar Chase. Yep, no, forget. And he oh. also wanted DK oh, Metcalf. Dude, what the fuck? 
Like, when you read that to me earlier, like, I legitimately was like, oh, he, maybe he just wants him to pick one of those wide receivers. Right. Like, like, and even right. still then, I wouldn't do right. that trade. So no. We'll no. just say, fuck it. Go for, go for broke. Give me all of your, like, the one, two, and three dynasty wide receivers, and uh, I'll, I'll give you fucking four draft picks. Like, I don't care. They could be four first-round draft picks. They, they could be one, two, three, four. Yeah, they could be four one-ones. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not even considering that. Like, these guys are all young. They're all under 25, uh, I think 22 and 23. And, like, for some draft picks, man, draft picks are a fucking gamble, and these guys are the top notch. They're, they're fucking... So I put on here, uh, you know... What do you think it would take to get these three guys? And I don't even know if it's a plausible question to ask. I don't think it is. I mean, what... Okay, I'm trying to think of what it took me to get Jamar Chase in a couple leagues. And, I mean, that I gave up DK. I gave up one or two firsts. And, I mean, and that was just to get Jamar Chase by yeah. himself. Oh, Daryl Mooney was in there. Um and that was just to get one of those guys. I to get the three of these guys. One, I don't know if picks are going to do it because if you have these three guys, you are competitive. You're a competitive. Yeah. Team. Well, that's what I was going to say. First off, kudos to this guy for having those three wide receivers on yeah. his team. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could ten first round picks. I think this is the only thing that could happen. Is Either the dude getting these players has to name his firstborn kid after the guy, or, like, if you win a championship with them, like, you just give me the, the fucking championship. <laughs> like, like, like this. I, I, I mean, this is, this is seriously, I, I actually tried to make it the, the banner of the drunken, the bad fantasy football <laughs> trade, yeah. and there's too many players, so it made it too tall. I couldn't get it in there. I mean, this is, I'm. I want to kick this person out of all fantasy football <laughs> leagues. Like you and I have talked about how we try not to send yeah. stuff where you're like, yeah. like, I have a legit embarrassment when I send a bad. Like when I send a trade that somebody's like not even close. Yeah. Like, like I, I get like a weird embarrassment yeah. sense of like, oh man, like now they think I'm an asshole. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is that guy's clearly an asshole. The absolute <laughs> worst garbage. I can even think of. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in a league with somebody like that. It's just it, it, it. That's so far off. It's like so far off from anything that's feasible that it just it it makes you feel dumber for even seeing it. And I don't like feeling dumb. Like I had to think about what this dude's mindset was, which put me in that mindset, and now I'm stupid. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. How, oh man, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know. I'm stupider. Yeah, you can't even think of what to say because you're dumb. You're, we just looked at this and now we're dumb. So I apologize to anybody who had to listen to this and now you're stupider. Um, thoughts and prayers. We had an awesome five star <laughs> review this week. Drunk Funk Monk. <laughs> Drunk Funk Monk. I like that. Hit us with good chemistry, helpful info, and happy to hear some normal guys talking fantasy football stuff. The one guy cusses a lot, though. <laughs> I tried to tone it down this week. I, <laughs> I do want to remind you, unflex them. 
It's Thursday. Take your Thursday night players out of your flex spot. Put them in their regular wide receiver, running back, tight end spot, just so that when Sunday comes, you have the flexibility to move other people into your flex spot. I think that's it. Anything else? Uh, no, man. I think that just about, I'm still just in a daze thinking about that fucking trade. I was just staring off into space thinking about fucking wanting to punch that guy. Yeah, man. Be good to people. Don't send them shitty trades like that. Um, remember, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. And we would love a five-star review on Apple Apparently Spotify doesn't have reviews, but uh, it really helps us out, helps uh, people found, find our podcast. You can email us if you want. If you have any fantasy questions, we're at fantasyondraft at gmail.com. That is D-R-A-U-G-H-T, Fantasy on Draft. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you checking us out. Love each and every one of you guys. Later.